0: Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about the Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and craft beer. My name is Austin Bacani. My co-host is...
1: Nabil Lalani.
0: And you heard that can of the crack. That means he's drinking. I, I, this is a surprise to me. I didn't realize that Nabil was going to be drinking today. Because last oh, I yeah. checked, it's still January. It's still dry January, I thought.
1: Right. My, January, my dry January is a little uh, disinverted, inverted. A little mm-hmm. adjusted. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to Asheville this weekend. You know, I can't have dry January in Asheville. So I'm starting my dry January, uh, January 17th. Okay. So Yeah.
0: We we love that. We, um, all right, so is going to tell you what he's drinking. I'm drinking a beer too. And, uh, once we do that, we'll talk about another championship for the state of Georgia. There was one over the weekend, uh, epic, epic victory for the Georgia Bulldogs, go dogs. And, um, uh, That was, I mean, the Falcons didn't win. (laughs) Spoiler alert, the Falcons did not win this weekend, but UGA won, and the Bears didn't win either. We'll talk all about that because there's a lot to talk about with the Bears beyond this. Bears kind of won. They kind of won. They kind of won. They didn't win on the field, but they kind of won. So we'll talk about that in a minute. And then NFL playoffs for this weekend, we'll talk about that too. Very exciting. Um, but first things first nabil since you're actually drinking and this is news to me yep. you, what are you drinking because I don't know
1: uh, so this is um, so uh, this is a beer from vitamin c brewing you know with this omni chrome variant I feel like everyone needs to add more uh, vitamin c to their natural diet there which is go. why I, which is why I did that so I uh-huh. got this vitamin c brewing to you know get my vitamin c up there you go. Um, yeah. Uh, it's called a double secret vacation. And I thought since, you know, um, uh, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy are sent on a not so secret vacation, you figured, go. you know, I'd do the opposite and uh, have a secret vacation right now.
0: Okay. And where's vitamin C from? Because that's S E A, right?
1: Yep. It's from uh, Weymouth. Weymouth? Weymouth. W E Y M O U T H. Weymouth? 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 Wimith? Wimith, Massachusetts. There you go. Okay. Double, double IPA at 8%. And yeah, nice. I mean, artwork's pretty cool. The IPAs, uh, all the vitamin C IPAs I've been having were pretty awesome. So, um, you know, recommend you get for that, fun. Did you get that from Exhibit Ale? Yep. Exhibit Ale has cans back now. So, you know, okay. I stopped by there before the uh, national championship just to you know, have a few select beverages, and decided why not grab some vitamin C. The
0: natty, bro, It's called the natty, bro. That's that's what people are calling it nowadays. The natty. Mm. Um, I don't
1: know, man. I, I, that, that's that. I don't know nothing about that.
0: There you go. Well, uh, I, I don't know much about this beer, but I'm learning about it. I got the Dogfish Head Camp Amp. So it's a milk stout with a graham crackers, cinnamon, uh, marshmallows, cocoa powder, and vanilla is added to it. So. You know, it's uh, I'm up here in New York officially now and it's stout season everywhere, but it's definitely stout season yep. outside because it's cold as shit out there. And <laughs> so um, I've been having a good couple good IPAs. I'm within walking distance to other half brewing. So more right. to come from that soon. But in the meantime, I was like, man, I'm just craving a stout. I haven't had many this season yet. And so I figured why not just get in dogfish head, Everybody knows the Dogfish had 60-minute IPA and the 90-minute yeah. IPAs. Great beers. Um, so their stout is pretty good, too, actually. I mean, I love s'mores, so graham cracker marshmallows always gets my attention. And uh, this uh, it's a good stout. And believe it or not, your, your beer is actually stronger than mine. This is only a 6.5 ABV. Wow. So this might be the first nice. of these that I have tonight. I think my, maybe I'll have another one soon. nice,
1: nice. Nice. Uh, But yeah, so anyway, well, you know, you may need one more in celebration of, you know, this uh, UGA uh, natural light. Is that what you're calling it? A natty light?
0: This is it wasn't light. I'll tell you that. I mean, it was was very heavy natty that the Bulldogs won on Monday. And Yeah. uh, yeah, the first of Monday night football games that we got to talk about on this week's show. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> yeah. we got one next week too. But, um, yeah, and the you're in the state of Georgia right now, you were there for the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I'm sure you probably felt the electricity in the air. Probably things are crazy down there right now, or they were over the weekend, I bet.
1: Um, well, you know, people were hyped for the national championship. I mean, I had a little bit of a adventure this past Saturday, kind of roaming around town. Um, and yeah, like people were hyped for the national championship. People were hyped for everything. Um, I haven't been out much since then with the national championship, but I feel like this weekend, the the celebrations will still be going. I don't know if there's been a parade announced yet. I don't there know is, how it's yeah. Georgia, I don't know. So if a, I don't know if a Georgia parade takes place in Atlanta or in Athens, or if it like starts in Atlanta from the yeah. airport parade goes all the way to three sixteen and then goes to Athens. I don't know how it works, but
0: yeah. So there is a parade happening in Athens on Saturday. It's happening from Lumpkin Street all the way going down to Sanford Stadium. And then they're going to do similar to what the Braves did where they're going to do a celebration inside the stadium. And that's free to get in. Good luck like getting the ticket. I don't even know how <laughs> you'd go about getting a ticket. But, I mean, definitely going to be one of the hottest tickets in town for sure. So there's yeah. going to be a parade in Athens. And then you're right in boat. I mean, you got to think they're definitely going to come down to Atlanta for their – for their parade or victory lap or whatever, if not this weekend, maybe before, you know, the, before the season starts, uh, well, later or or maybe they'll do
1: it at the SEC kickoff game. You know, just take the parade back up to uh, the new Georgia Dome, the Mercedes Mercedes Benz Stadium, and have yeah. like the closing parade on the way there with the Natty, um, and then you know the SEC kickoff game. It's probably gonna be probably gonna have UGA in it. So, I believe, actually,
0: go. I think it's already announced that it is going to be Georgia versus Oregon, which is ironic because UJ's defensive coordinator just left uh, the team and is now the head coach of Oregon, Dan Lemming. Oh, so nice. I think you are right about uh, the SEC. I mean, I, can, well, I don't want to verify right now because I don't want to be wrong. So we're just going to assume that I'm right and that Georgia versus Oregon is going to be the first game of the college football season this year. And then they'll probably – do some sort of victory lap parade. I mean, they got you. It's yeah. the dogs. It's uh, what a game. I don't know, what, we can talk real quick about the game. What did you think about this game?
1: Oh, it was a fantastic game. I mean, it was a nail biter. You know, it was, it was like a, I don't want to call it a snooze fest, but it was a pretty boring defensive game, you know, going through the first. I don't know. Was it the first three quarters? First half. I mean, halftime was first nine half six. It was a really nice score of six, nine. So, you know, you 69. Go. And then uh, after that, there was like an uh, explosion of offense in the fourth. Um, and the, the, the the one main comment I got to say is if that fumble by Stenson Bennett was truly a fumble, why wasn't the fumble in the first quarter by Young a fumble? Right. No, I
0: completely. Because they,
1: they, they were – I don't – if anything, I feel like the Young one was more of a fumble than the Bennett one in general.
0: Right. But, yeah, I don't
1: know. Yeah, because
0: what happened when Bryce Young fumbled the ball? UGA walked it into the end zone. Mm-hmm. And what happened when Stetson Bennett fumbled the ball? The guy had a well, foot out of bounds and recovered the ball.
1: I, I don't even care about outcome bias. I mean, just, just the ball, right? Just the way the ball came out of his hand and everything. It was almost the same, but I don't know. That, that's yeah. you know, I mean, UGA won at the end of the day, so it doesn't really matter but I would say that's like something that kind of bothered me. Of course, you know, the, um, you, the Bama receiver tearing his ACL is all this horrific. So, you know, hopefully that guy, hopefully he can um, return in time. I believe he is going to the NFL draft. I believe, I don't know if he's already announced mm-hmm. it, but that's the assumption. So, you know, I'm sure he's still going to be a, a first round pick, maybe a second round pick now that he has an injury. Um, but yeah, well, the good news I mean, there, the good
0: news there in the Bo's, they said that, excuse me, doctors, Expect him to make a full recovery, you know, uh, physically and then also getting his speed back on him. So, yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: that'd
0: be great. It sucks that he got hurt. It sucks that he got hurt in the national championship game. However, he is young. And so, that is the benefit of him being like on the lower side of his 20s is that you can recover more yeah. quickly and easily from an injury like that. Fortunately for him and unfortunately for Alabama, they lost him in that game. But man, for a while there, I'm not going to lie to Bill, I was like, Really, it really looked like, oh, Alabama might actually get it uh, done again. Um,
1: for a little bit, I thought Nick Saban, you know, pulled a hat out of a rabbit again. It's like, oh, how's he doing this? But, yeah. You know, for three and a half uh,
0: quarters, he had that game won. And then Stetson Bennett became yeah. one of the greatest quarterbacks in Georgia history. I mean, that was, it was insane, some of those throws he was making, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I I'm not gonna lie. I I was saying after the after the first quarter, I was saying only like, time to bring in JT Daniels. Um yeah. r- worked out that you know they didn't because at the end, you know, again, at the end of the day, UGA won Stenson Bennett is a UGA legend going forward now. I mean, he did something all these UGA quarterbacks that have come out haven't done. So, you know, you just yeah. gotta tip your cap to him and you know.
0: And yeah, and one what's crazy about that too, Nimbo's I'll just add is that he, he played his best football in that game after that fumble, quote-unquote fumble, that we talked about just a few moments ago. Like, when that yeah. fumble happened, I thought, oh, my God, this is it. This is the nail in the coffin It's coming right here. And I wonder if it was on that following possession for Alabama where they either threw the touchdown or Georgia's defense was outstanding. They've been outstanding all year. But to keep Alabama out of the end zone – and make them settle for like three out of four field goals. And that fourth field goal was blocked. UJ's defense was outstanding, especially because they didn't have too much much to work with from the offensive side of their team. And that there was no movement of the ball. There was no momentum. There were no long drives. Kirby Smart talked about it at halftime, man. We're starting every drive behind first and 19, first and 15, second and 19. Like UJ just could not get it going. But that defense just found a way to keep, Going and and play lights out like they got better as the game went on. Uh, by the end of it anyway they did. And then yeah, Stetson Bennett had that miraculous throw over the year to the true freshman for the one touchdown. Then he picked up the blitz and threw it to Brock Bowers for the other touchdown.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I mean he played lights out after the fumble and when the game looked like it was really out of hand. So big shout out to UGA and the dogs, man. I mean, I think a lot of people expected them to get it done this year first three and a half quarters of that game it didn't look like it was going to get done and then
1: yeah.
0: during the, and i think i did call like uh uga on that
1: what did I, you check it yet did you check it
0: uh i can't right now because we're talking but no I'll but, check. but
1: but 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 you you made this claim like two days ago but did you check it
0: i well i, I was busy man i'm i just moved
1: you can't keep claiming it if you haven't checked it you uh, can only claim it once without checking well, it. You, this is your I'm third time doing sure. it
0: I'm pretty sure I did say it. Like, I don't even need to well, check my. Well, then why don't you say you I just said, said
1: it. it then? Why don't you just say you said it? If you say I'm pretty sure, that means you're not sure.
0: Okay. Well, I'm 100% sure that I called UGA winning 31 well, 17. No, no, I no, no, no.
1: You're changing, you're changing what you said now. Nah, nah. So you, you got to check it. Well, I picked, check the,
0: it. I picked the 30 to teen score. Now, for now UGA. you're changing it again. Now you're man. changing.
1: You can't keep you, you can't, you, you can't changing your statement, man. Just well, keep changing your statement.
0: I did call pick six for UGA
1: to win the game. So did you hundred percent? You said that. One hundred percent. You called the pick, pick six as the last score of the game.
0: Well, I said I said that they will win the game with the pick six. So yeah, you know well, it, it will be well, part of their defensive
1: performance. See, now, now you're, you're still muddling. Saving. You're still muddling the waters. You're still ch- you, you 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 know you're changing it. Hey, you, you you.
0: Well, either way, go dogs, baby! Because it, it's all over. Right, it's done with, and they won, and we're all very happy about it, and much happier to be. <laughs> Uh, Georgia Bulldogs fan in the state of Georgia right now than it is to be a Falcons fan in the state of Georgia, although <laughs> you, get, you do get the eighth overall pick in the NFL draft, which I'm sure we can talk about that real quick. I'm sure we'll talk about it more you know, in the coming weeks. But uh, yeah, Falcons season ended on Sunday uh, mercilessly. I wouldn't even say mercifully. It was just a bad, ugly game. I, I ended up watching Red Zone on Sunday because I wasn't trying to subject myself to four quarters of Falcons football that just did not look anything like it had any shot like the saints look like a playoff team I mean, they kind of lost out in the playoffs on the technicality because they just weren't they were like 7b and not 7a for that final spot but um the saints played like a playoff team and the falcons for being you know a playoff team up until december did not look like it at all they just didn't have a good game going into the off season we know matt ryan is coming back um so there's something to build upon there. you got a second-year head coach in there. You've got a second-year uh, system for Matt Ryan to work and play with, which obviously as an elite NFL quarterback or top-tier you know tier NFL quarterback, he'll definitely do well there. Kyle Pitts is going to have another year in the offense. Russell Gage might come back this season. The Falcons have the eighth overall pick to work with. I mean, they need an edge rusher really, really bad. They need um, –
1: Well, I mean, there's a lot of things. They probably need an edge rusher. They probably need a CB2 next to AJ Terrell. Um, They need a wide receiver. I mean, you don't know what's happened to Calvin Ridley. Um, Even though your O-line has, like, every player in your O-line is either a high draft pick or has been paid, you could probably use an upgrade anywhere on the O-line. So you, you you need a running back. I'm not saying a running back in the first round, but you guys need a true running back. So yeah. th- there's still a lot of needs.
0: Oh, yeah. And, with, I mean, what's crazy about the Falcons and Bill is, like, the defense is the only defense in the NFL that didn't give up a 40-yard play offseason, apparently. But, I mean, you don't need to give up a 40-yard play when you can't stop third and 15, you know, or, like, yeah. third and three, right? I mean, so that's one. And then you got one side of the offensive line, Chris Lindstrom didn't give up a single sack offseason, season. But then the rest of the offensive line gave up like 39 plus sacks. I mean, yeah. it's just it, the, the Falcons are definitely not a balanced team. Uh, it's kind of something that we've been talking about all year is that they're not balanced. They haven't played a complete game all year. And hopefully this offseason, they'll get it together. They have the eighth overall pick in the NFL draft. There's a lot of draft capital that you can play with there because you can yeah. trade out of a top 10 and get a couple more picks in later rounds. Which right. I mean, the Falcons, like you said,
1: so many needs they might have to do it. Well, it's going to be interesting. I'm like, I know Arthur Smith already came out and saying Matt Ryan's going to be his quarterback next year, which would, which changes up the way they go about their draft pick and their, they go about their offseason. Um, you know, there was, I thought there was a good chance that, especially with the amount of teams that are just a quarterback away, that mm-hmm. Matt Ryan's value would be shooting through the roof and Atlanta might have been ready to like move off of Matt Ryan this offseason, a team like Pittsburgh, who, you know, is going to move on from Ben. And as you can see, Pittsburgh's defenses are so amazing. Offensive weapons, so amazing that if they just have a quarterback who could, you know, give give them 20 points a game, which you know, Matt Ryan can do, that team could go so far. Um, A team like Washington who probably, you know, even though, you know, everyone Tyler Haneke they did give a contract but Tyler Haneke's not the quarterback of the future a player like Matt Ryan with you know Chase N coming back next year that could be someone that'd be going for um if Denver can't get Aaron Rodgers Matt Ryan I know this will never happen if the Saints can get Matt Ryan that'll be a perfect fit so with so many teams needing a quarterback I thought Matt Ryan's value would be so high that they would consider moving on from him especially with such a high draft pick that they could either pick the quarterback they want this year or they may even be waiting for Bryce Young from Bama next year cuz the quarterback class isn't that great this year. So, but Arthur Smith did come out and say they're going to stick with Matt Ryan next year. Um if that's actually going to happen, we'll see, but that's kind of interesting tidbit going forward into the offseason right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with uh with Matt Ryan. I mean, it was kind of surprising to see that they're going to keep him, but to your point the Bill, I feel like if they were set on moving on from Matt Ryan, they like they would have known that going into the last season because um, I, I don't you know had, if that'd be the case. I mean well, Archison probably wanted I, to see
1: how Matt Ryan did in this offense.
0: Maybe, maybe. But I mean I would think like like you said, the quarterback class in the draft this year is kind of weak, whereas last year you had potentially Mac Jones, Justin Fields, uh, Trey Lance, all I who literally all could have been in your
1: hands, right? I mean, or even taking, like, a Davis Mills in the second round and kind of developed the guy. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, that, that's why I kind of think, like, you kind of mm-hmm. saw this coming because if the Falcons wanted a quarterback for the future, they could have gotten a better chance at that last mm-hmm. year. But uh, anything could happen, too. I mean, you love the term blowing smoke. This could also be more smoke mm-hmm. in terms of, all right, well, let's see what happens after Philly – after Pittsburgh plays their playoff game this weekend and Ben Roethlisberger isn't walking back in those doors, but there's yeah. literally a playoff team now with one quarterback away. Right. So um, very interesting to see what's going to happen in the off season. And I do think a full, a true off season for Arthur Smith and Terry Fine, though is going to be exactly what this team needs because last year they were coming in and they just had what they had. Now they have a year's worth of game tape. They have their full off season program that they can implement. They have their full draft uh, approach that they can implement entirely. They could have done it last year, but they inherited the team last year. Now they have the team and they know what they can do with it and what they want to do with it. So, the first true offseason for the team. I mean, it's exciting for Falcons fans, especially because, like you said, you got a top 10 pick coming up soon and there's a lot that can be done with that. But um, it's more exciting offseason for the Bears that the Vikings game kind of sort of exciting a little bit. Uh, but what happened? Is exciting. But I'll let you tell. I'll let you tell the story from there, Nabil.
1: Yeah, I mean, at this point, I don't even remember that 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 Minnesota Bears game. I felt like it took five hours. That game took forever. Um, I kind of hate
0: the game. 17th game. I don't know if I hate the 17th game or if I like it because I don't know. I, no, no. Like, I, li- I
1: like the 17th game. I mean, oh, the 17th game is the only reason we got what happened. That last Sunday night with San Diego and the Raiders. I mean, LA with and the LA, Raiders. Yeah. 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 So 17th game is good. I mean, just the bear 17th game kind of sucked. Um, <laughs> and you know, I'm not even going to go to that game that much. Only thing I got to say, is shout out Darnell Mooney going over a thousand yards. Shout out Robert Quinn getting, um, his eighth and a half sack. Um, you know, shout out Roquan for being Roquan. And yeah, I mean, you know, outside of that, there was a lot of bad in that game. Some good, uh, but, you know, the, the, the main good came the next day when um, Adam Schefter confirmed that first that Matt Nagy was out as head coach and that we all knew that. But the thing that we all weren't sure about was is if uh, Ryan Pace was going to be out as GM. And that was shortly confirmed after Matt Nagy was confirmed to be fired. So, you know, around 2 p.m. Central time, George McCaskey came on and confirmed the firing um, but then he did. Probably the worst, like a state of the union address of a Chicago franchise, like if, if you watch that interview of him just talking out of both sides of his mouth, saying that, oh, you know, me and Ted Phillips will make the decision, but then asking, OK, if you're not the, OK, if you're making the decision, you must be the football guy what are your thoughts on Justin Fields? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm a fan now. I can't really tell you if he's good or bad, but I'm just a fan, but yes, me as a fan, I am going to select who the new GM is going to be and the new head coach is going to be. So kind of just like all over the place, not making a lot of sense. Um, But, you know, Bill Polian is a part of the um, committee. There's a committee and Bill Polian coming in as a, um, I don't know, a hired gun, a hired assassin, a mercenary. or what, I, don't, I don't know what uh, consultant. That's the word I'm looking for, consultant. Uh, coming in as a consultant to consult the Bears on who to hire. And then he's just going to walk away because, you know, that's what consultants do. They just say, hey, you should do this. And good luck if it works out or not. Yeah, that's I how mean, we Bill got Ryan Polian, Bates.
0: Bill Pullian kind of had his hand in the Falcons' like mid-20s run you know after Dan Quinn got here and then like he he did some stuff in the Falcons front office that wasn't the the worst thing in the world obviously he's most known for his uh role in the Patriots dynasty um no you know no. creation supposedly is that not him no where you just don't want to give Bill Paulian
1: the Bill Paulian created the bills of the 90s and then he did Indy he did the Peyton Manning cults
0: there you go okay so I Yeah, know, Bill somebody... Polian has nothing
1: to do with the Patriots.
0: Oh, man. So maybe I'm thinking of the other guy. Anyway, I mean, obviously, you know what you're talking Bill about. Bill
1: Belichick? Is that not? The other he,
0: guy? He, he did that too. But Thomas Dimitrov bought in somebody to, to help out with the, uh, the dynasty or the,
1: the, the Falcons. Uh, uh, um, I'm, not saying if, I'm not saying Bill Polian didn't do anything with the Falcons. He may have. That I don't know. I'm just saying Bill Polian.
0: Scott Pioli. That's the guy I'm thinking uh, of.
1: How do you confuse Scott Pioli and Bill Polian?
0: The, the you just said it the P word. Poli, Peolian, Pioli,an, Poli. I don't Scott. Whatever you get it. it. It's the P word, man. You know. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, um, that P word, okay. not, not the other one. But uh, okay, you know. Yeah, Bill uh, Polian
1: had nothing to do with the Falcons or the Patriots in this case. Sorry, um, Scott Peolian. I'm just kidding. Okay, sorry. Uh, Anyway, um, so, but yeah, so Bill Polian will be helped kind of choosing and like yeah, there's a wide, wide list of, you know, who the Bears are bringing in right now. Um, a couple of names on the list that I like, you know, starting GM wise um, on the top of my list actually is Omar Khan. Uh, Omar Khan, he is the VP of the Steelers front office, the VP of player personnel, I believe, for the Steelers. Uh, right he reports directly to kevin cober who is the um, general manager and that's kind of that's the number one guy i want Um, omar khan after him uh there's a couple of guys from indy who are right below chris ballard and um, ed dodds and um uh, morocco morocco brown um and both of those guys are someone that i would consider if we don't get a um <clears throat> if you don't get omar khan um another person i really like is elliot wolf he is the son of ron wolf who created the packers dynasty of the 90s um and elliot wolf i would love to bring him in he's in new england right now he's an analytical um and he's on he's on the player personnel side right now but very analytical um and you know i, I i've always liked You know, the Patriots from front office, even though I know they don't have the success that everyone says away from Bill. I mean, if I can get Elliot Wolf paired with Josh McDaniels, that'd be that'd be a dream for me. But I don't think that's going to happen, um, especially because Bill Polian doesn't really like Patriots people. So mm-hmm. that's also why we haven't seen many Patriots people. Uh, um, Patriots people that the Bears are going to be interviewing um, uh, head coaching wise, um, head coaching wise. You know, I mean, also Rick Smith. That's one more person I did want to drop in the GM, former um, Houston GM, who is uh, who is the one to draft Deshaun Watson. Um, head coaching wise, I mean, Bears are interviewing literally every assistant, Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, Dan Quinn, um, you know, everyone
0: They put a request into, yeah, Brian
1: Dabble, you have Dabble's in there as well. Um, coaching wise, I don't really know who I want yet. I mean, there's also, um, Brian Flores who I think everyone wants (laughs) and I would, I would actually, I would be, I would love to have like an Omer Khan, Brian Flores pairing in Chicago. Um, but I don't know, but the bears do have an interview with Brian Flores this weekend. So, you know, I am kind of looking forward to hearing what more is going to happen with that. I mean, sure. it's and it also seems like that GM and head coaching list is growing by the day, by the hour. Um, and, and, but the thing is, I don't like how the bears are so vague, how they're going about it. They, you know, I don't know who's doing these interviews. Like, are you just going to interview two guys and put them together? Like, you know, some, mm-hmm. some type of Indian matchmaker game like, <laughs> oh, well, I like this GM and I like this head coach. Have they ever met? I don't know. But they're working together for the next four years. That right. kind of seems like what's going to happen. And it seems like something that's, yeah. gonna, that's set up for failure. So I, I don't know how I feel about that, but it's kind of it's kind of what the process is right now. Yeah. Uh, and
0: then, how quickly are you look, looking to move with this? Because obviously, you probably got to hire a GM
1: first. I mean, that's kind of a big spot well, fill. Well, see, that's the thing. I would like, I would assume they would hire the GM first and then hire a head coach, which would mean you know you would need to have a GM hired by mid to end of next week. But they're at doing the earliest. Head- yeah. At no, the at earliest. the latest. At the latest. If, if, okay. if, if you want to go GM, then head coach you're going to need your GM hired by mid to next week and then head coach after that. But if you're going to just wait and hire, if you're going to take your time and, hire and make the best pairing, then yeah, I mean, take all the time you need, but they're interviewing head coaches and GMs at the same time, which kind of tells me that they don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. which also kind of tells me that I don't know what the timeline is. I mean, okay, they may be taking all their time that they need, which is fine, but at the same time, like, you know, these are all professional people who they're not going to come back for a second, third, fourth interview. You know, no. you, you, well, you they're going to give you, they're going to give you their one interview. It's like, Hey, that was my best shot. Take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And knowing the bears, they're going to want like six interviews. And I just don't, I, I feel like t- players, I'm not players. I mean, coaches or front office executives will just be like, nah, this ain't worth my time. And they'll just kind of remove themselves from the process.
0: Well, and to your point, I mean, some of the names that you threw out there are like hot commodity names, right? Like you yeah. can't sit, you can't not make them an offer because somebody else would do it. I mean, there's not right. just one GM open. There's like a couple of GM openings right. in the well, league this off season. Well, now, there's, the so now there openings.
1: is a total of three. There's three GM openings. Um, and of those three GM openings, those are also come with a head coach opening. One is the Bears and the other is the Vikings. Vikings let go of Mike Zimmer and their um, GM Ricks Rick not Rick Smith crap. Um, I forgot their GM's name, but uh, they let go of they, the Vikings let go of Mike Zimmer and their GM. and then uh, Giants let go, Dave get them and retired. and then the day after, Um, They fired Joe judge. So, you know, there's three historical franchises and it's Rick Spielman. Thank you. Awesome. Rick Spielman for the Vikings. So um, those are three teams that have a GM and head coach opening. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if Rick Spielman gets another job soon because he should be getting a job. Um, So I would say that Rick Spielman, I would like for the Bears to interview him. I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, Rick Spielman, uh, his brother is actually running the Lions right now, I think. Nice. Chris Spielman.
0: There you go. Well, and and like I said, so there are some of these the the top most desired GM candidate is going to have three potential offers to choose from. You would think so, right? And so yeah. like you got to you got to move quick and then oh, if I could just be a GM or if I could be a GM and place my head coach, that's great. And if I could be a GM place my head coach, oh, and I have a fresh young rookie quarterback who who plays like the next level of NFL talent and Justin Fields like let me go to the bears, but the bears can't F this up and not, you know, give me the uh, offer that I want or not do it quick enough.
1: Bears can always find a way to F stuff up. Well, um, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, from, from the outsider yeah. perspective, it's like, yo, let's get this done. Cause we got to move fast for sure.
1: I, I um, do think we're going to, I do think we'll either have a smaller list of who the real GM and head coach candidates are by early next week um, and then by end of next week, we may know who the Bears new GM is. And then
0: is there any chance in the bill
1: that by waiting through past next
0: week, that you're trying to talk to somebody for a team who's already in the playoffs right now, maybe like say so a San Francisco GM or a, well, the, or the, the a Bears GM, are, front office? the Bears already
1: have interviews with those with, with the with the San Francisco assistant GM. So there's no one really to wait on. You can, you can, yeah. So everyone on all 32 teams, the bears can reach out to right now. So they're not really waiting on anybody. The only thing that they could wait on is if like a coach or someone gets fired from a team that's currently in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. but the only, the only coach I could coaches I could potentially see being fired that are currently in the playoffs. One is the um, Raiders head coach, which they may move on from him just because I mean, he's in the status an
0: head coach, right? Yeah,
1: but exactly. but I don't know how. I, I think they may just stick with him because, like, look what he look look how he turned the team around. But I don't mm-hmm. know. They they still may move on from him. um You also got the coach. You uh, also the Cowboys. I feel like they may fire Mike McCarthy and just promote Kellen Davis. It, it, okay. it, it, I mean, Kellen Moore, not Kellen Davis. Kellen Moore. Um, and just thinking, any other coach that could potentially be like, go oh, that's currently in the playoffs. What
0: about what about this? Might be a crazy name. What about Mike Tomlin? Mm-hmm. Is there any chance that he survives this off season? Because now Ben is out, his guy is out. Maybe a fresh, completely fresh restart in Pittsburgh or no? Uh,
1: so actually, th- that's a good question right there. I, the only way I think Mike Tomlin is out is if Mike Tomlin wants to leave. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I don't think Steelers will let him go. Um, and if Mike Tomlin decides he wants out, he'll instantly be the number one um, wanted coach that's available. Um, but I, I, I just don't see it. I mean, with the way that Mike Tomlin has led the Steelers so far so well, I don't think he's ever had a losing season. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to stay there, and then he's going he's gonna to try to handpick his next quarterback. Um, I feel like they may make a run for Russell Wilson. They may also, you know, try for Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Those two are probably the tops on the list for, you know, everyone in the league. But try to go after one of those quarterbacks. And also they may go after Deshaun Watson. I mean, everyone keeps forgetting that he is available. Yeah. So uh, any of those three quarterbacks, if they go to Pittsburgh, I mean, that's you're restarting the dynasty right there.
0: Well, and the irony of Deshaun Watson is the coach he wanted to play for is now a free agent, too, and Brian Flores, which is definitely, like, came out of nowhere. We talked about that, but, I mean, yeah, there's a whole lot to be left figured out. But, like you said, either way, the Bears can't really wait much longer than they are. They need to move fast because the draft is going to be here in about, like, two and a half months, and that planning starts literally right now because you know where you're picking. Which, by the way, where are the Bears picking
1: in the draft? Uh, In the second round because we traded our first round pick for uh, Justin Fields. Okay, well, there you go. But Good it would start. have been, like, seventh. I think it would have been seventh.
0: So second round is crazy. And then, alright, so now we can get to some playoffs talking the Bill, and the only thing I want to say about this is, I, I was trying to figure out all of Sunday, like, what would have happened if both the 49ers and Saints lost? Because, like, the 49ers were definitely in doubt. I mean, they had to go to overtime to win their game, and kind of pulled it off miraculously, which still can't believe that that happened. And then New Orleans was kind of dominating up front, but for a little bit, the game was kind of competitive. So I was trying to figure out if 49ers and the Saints lose, like who makes it to the playoffs in the NFC? That, that question was never really answered. Didn't need to get that question answered because both of those teams won. Um, and now the 49ers, again, are like 7A and the Saints are 7B, I guess. Thank God for Falcons fans. Although you got the Georgia win. It doesn't really matter what would have happened after that. But um, so anyway, so now looking ahead to the playoffs, What do you think about the Bengals and Because this the dark horse, and we can this could be like the prediction Uh, segment slash analysis analysis segment, whatever.
1: I let let me see, let me see this little um, what we got this slate. So, I think Bengals can go pretty far, man. I mean, that offense is just scary. I mean, that's Um, a
0: team in the AFC that like is like. Didn't expect them to be here at this point in the season, but shit, right. now that they're here, they're they didn't just back into the playoffs. They came in here like
1: scorching I mean, hot. I mean, if it, if you look at the AFC, there's like no team in the AFC that I that I feel like the Bengals can't beat. And the, the weird part is like the Bengals lost to the Bears this year, so Sorry. like they're they're a weird team, but like I believe they can destroy the Raiders. I mean. Bills haven't looked great this year. Patriots, the only reason I would say, okay, maybe Patriots will beat the Bengals is only because of Bill Belichick. No of other reason. Of
0: course. I mean, that's why the Patriots might even beat the Bills yeah. over the weekend. Yeah.
1: Because uh, he is the guy. Pittsburgh. Yeah. The Bengals can beat a Pittsburgh. And I feel like the Bengals can, at this point, put up more points than Patrick Mahomes if needed. I mean, they so, hung.
0: They hung with the Chiefs like literally like two weeks ago. I mean, that was the game that Jamar yeah. Chase had like three touchdowns and
1: two hundred plus yards. It's so, the like, one. It's the one where he, he, he had more yards than Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yeah, and receiving yards. Not even. Yeah. Yeah. that's the game that Joe <laughs> Burrow had five hundred plus passing yards, which yeah. is like double what Mahomes had that game. I mean, the Bengals look like the craziest, scariest team in the AFC just because. They're I the think most the only unexpected. thing that could hold
1: the Bengals back is coaching. And okay. I I I question a lot of Zach Taylor's decisions, like especially in that that Kansas City um Bengals game. Mm-hmm. But if I get to see a rematch of that game, will I be sad? Hell no! That game was amazing. Right. So yeah, I mean Bengals. I think Bengals is everyone's like dark horse to like. Well, and oh
0: yeah, and I was gonna say to your point about the only thing I think that might hold the Bengals back is like. Coaching slash inexperience, right? Because they don't know what it's like to play at this level in the playoffs and have this much intensity. Because these games are going to be much more intense. Every penalty means more. Every turnover means more. Every score is that much more precious. And in the regular season where you might go for the tire, you you know, here you just got to take the points wherever they can come, right? Because it's the playoffs. So, uh, but I mean, Joe Burrow doesn't look like a second-year quarterback. He looks like a bona fide veteran, man. I don't even... Like, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And what's interesting about the, the Raiders-Bengals game is I read the stat earlier today. So, you know, we all know the Bengals have a losing streak in the playoffs. Like, they haven't won a playoff game in, like, 30-plus years or some shit like that. It's crazy. Um, but the team that – the last team that they lost to in the playoffs that started this streak is actually the Raiders, like, 30-plus years ago. You got to think Bengals fans in Cincinnati, they haven't forgotten that, and they're probably all about it, and I'm sure it's being discussed in the locker room right now for the team. I mean, I would think the Bengals are going to win that game just because they seem like the hottest team in yeah. the AFC right now. The Titans, the number one seed in the AFC doesn't scare me. I don't think that they're going to no. go anywhere. Right? Well, it's crazy. well, it
1: depends because they're, they're potentially getting Derrick Henry back. If Derrick Henry is even 70% of what he was when he before he got hurt, that, that's something to watch out for. Um, there's only one more thing I want to say before we get into predictions. This is something that's kind of just like really just in the back of my mind and it doesn't make any logical sense because I'm going to explain why it doesn't make logical sense even though I'm thinking it. But if the Rams lose this week, I have this weird feeling and it just came to me right now that Sean McVay experiment may come to an end in the rams because they, they're literally like like they're leveraged to the t i mean they have no draft picks. they're over on their cap every player is getting older you know like and and this is the i think the super bowl is in in uh the ram stadium this year mm-hmm. i think everyone everything's kind of been building to this year for the rams to go to the Super Bowl, they have the quarterback potentially, and if they if they out the first round against the um, Cardinals, Cardinals. Yeah. I think I think there might be a situation where like it might be a reboot time for the Rams, and yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, and and I, I'm probably ninety nine percent wrong because you have to at least give McVay two years with Matt Stafford. But just, it's been just working so it.
0: far. I mean, it's been yeah. working for the most part so far. Yeah.
1: But yeah, um, I mean, but yeah, I don't
0: know. Well, and
1: it, 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 it might it might be like a panic, like a panicky move in the back of my mind thinking like, oh, like they expect they're, like the Rams were supposed to be like the Darlings and like the Super Bowl, like dark horse for everyone. And that kind of fell out of favor, like late October when we saw Matt Stafford turn into old Matt Stafford. So, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, you know, you did have historical seasons from Cooper Cup. The defense still looks great, but the Rams are just so leveraged on everything. It just kind of like, oh, because like once once the Rams and eventually the Rams are going to have to pay all the stuff they're doing, all the Mm -hmm. draft picks they're trading, all the money they're spending, that bill is going to come due. Um, and I don't know if like the owner might want to get one year ahead of it because Aaron Donald's going to hit the wall soon. I mean, you know, he's amazing, but defensive tackles don't have long that careers at that yeah. elite level that long. Matt Stafford isn't getting any younger. Um, yeah, you have Cooper Cup who is, you know, he's not old. Um, but Jalen Ramsey, I mean, he's getting a little longer in the tooth. I mean, I think he might, he might be, he should be like 28, maybe. But all these contracts are coming up soon. And it might be like, you know, it's always good to get out a year early than a year late. And that might be something that the Rams owner might be thinking, hey, it might be time to kind of, you know, this was supposed to be the year us win the Super Bowl in L.A. And if that's not going to happen, we may have to reconsider our team and kind of rebuild fresh. Especially because
0: it's a four-year window in theory, and the Rams were already there like three or four years ago. So you would think like that window right. is only getting smaller, not bigger, yeah. especially if they can't get it done this year, to your point. And um, you mentioned age. I just want to point out because I didn't get to say it. Did you know that Arthur Smith is only 39 years old? He's not even 40, Nabil. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. I mean, I think as Falcons fans, you got to be really excited about the fact that this guy is just about to be 40 and then one, and then, you talk about Mike Tomlin will leave if Mike Tomlin wants to leave, and that's the only way he's out. I think same thing applies to Sean Payton in New Orleans,
1: obviously. And if he comes on the market, clear uh, all the books. I think if Sean Payton would have wanted out, would have. We would have known this week. So yeah.
0: maybe. I mean, you know, he's probably still waking up and figuring it out. But who knows what's going to happen with him? He's probably still getting picks from Drew Brees golfing, being like, "Dude, come join me right now! Like, I got, I need another player for this. Uh, for this, you know, T Right here. So we'll see what happens with that. But that's predictions. So we kind of both think the Bengals are going to win because that's the team to beat right now in the AFC. It's kind of what it yeah. looks like. At
1: least I mean, the there's weekend. so many games. Should we just go? Who, who cares about score of the line? Let's just go money line wins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so and I'll, you can I'll show, just go. You
0: can give your reasoning too if you want, like a quick one yeah. or two. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so Raiders at Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals just because offensively they've been the hottest team in football. Uh, Pats at Bills. I don't think this is uh, – this year I feel like it's been a disappointment for Buffalo. Yeah, they made the playoffs. Yeah, they won their division. But I don't think it was the, the season they thought they were going to have. Patriots' mm-hmm. defense looks, looks really good. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mac Jones is just getting better. I got Patriots. Boy, Eagles at and- Buck. I was going to say mm-hmm.
0: uh, Buffalo did embarrass New England last time they played too, which is like not that long ago. So I'm sure yeah. that's very fresh on Belichick's mind. Yeah.
1: Eagles at Bucks. I'm going to take the Bucs. I mean, Hey, Jalen Hurts did a great job this year, but you know, uh, uh, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. Buccaneers is going to beat the Eagles. 49ers at Cowboys. I, I think uh, 49ers. Uh, I, I feel like Cowboys have been like up and down all year. Uh, yeah, the offense, I I like Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn's been good, but you know, Kyle Shanahan has been amazing. I mean, what he did to turn this team around. Um, yeah, I know Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt, but I feel like his running game and and I just feel like Debo Samuel alone is going to help to win this game. Uh, so I got 49ers being the Cowboys Pittsburgh at Kansas city. Um, you know, we didn't expect to see one more Ben Roethlisberger game. We're going to get one more and it's Going to be a shit show because uh, Mahomes is going to throw like 400 yards. Um, Cardinals at Rams. I think I got to take the cards. I mean, I, I, I know the Rams at, you know, Rams at home. Actually, you no, know, DeAndre Hopkins is out. Yeah, I forgot DeAndre Hopkins is out. You know, so never mind. I am going to take the Rams. Uh, yeah, I'll take the Rams, but it's going to be a close one. I think we're going to get two Matt Stafford picks. Uh, but I think we're gonna get I think the Rams are gonna get lucky near the end and they're just gonna win on a Cooper Cup touchdown.
0: Okay. Um, I'll just I'll do a quick run through of my thoughts. Like Bengals, I think, are definitely just too hot to handle right now. And I definitely think that they are the dark horse there, and you know, they'll they'll put it together. Patriots and Bills. I mean, I've been saying the Bills are gonna make it to the Super Bowl since like last season. Um, watching red zone over the weekend. You know, the Bills had a long drive, got a touchdown, and the fans erupted. And the commentator said it seems like these Bills fans have been waiting for a long time, and they've been close. They've been close. This year seems like the year that the Bills fans know that they are the team to beat. I think Buffalo is going to take this game on Saturday um, or Sunday whenever they play it. It's Saturday night. And then Eagles at Bucks. I mean, now it's Tom Brady in the playoffs making a run at it. We've seen what he can do in this position. He's going to do it. Oh, and by the way, Gronk did get a million dollars richer last game. So, you know, he's going to come ready to play. You see that in the bill? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Gronk did get a little bit richer. 49ers at Cowboys, man, like, I feel like the 49ers have all the momentum coming into this game, even though the Cowboys put up 50. Um, But because Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing 100%, I'm going to take the Cowboys here just because I think – That can be exploited by Dan Quinn and the Cowboys. Micah Parsons has also been playing lights out. Like, I think he's going to step up big. Uh, And you got Diggs. Diggs on Debo is going to be outstanding football to watch. Uh, Pitt at Kansas City. Kansas City. I mean, Pittsburgh is good, but Kansas City is the better team. And, you know, this would be like their third or fourth year making a Super Bowl in a row. Uh, That's what they're going for. They're trying to make it happen. Patrick Mahomes is the guy. And then cards are Rams the home team has lost the, the matchup in both of these games in the regular season. But I think I'm going to give the, the Rams the upper edge here just because this is why Matt Stafford was brought into this franchise, right? Like they could have done this with, with, uh, golf, but Stafford was brought in to get them over this hump right here. And like crew. And I don't want to say cruise because you got to play the Packers eventually, but Matt Stafford was brought in for this moment right here. I think the Rams are going to win this game too. Um, but I think it, probably will be the closest, most competitive game. And it's kind of a shame that these two teams have to play each other in the first game of the playoffs, because I mean, this is going to be a heavyweight fight from like beginning to end. I think so. And I think the fans are really going to get something out of it. Um, with that being said, we hope you think you got something out of this show, go back and listen to the last episode to make sure that I called it right. Cause I called it right. And uh, this is at bears, Bridge and brews as soon as the bears, make a move on the GM or head coaching front. We'll have something for you on social media, even if it's just a simple retweet to let you know. And then, hopefully by next week, we're talking about it, because I'm sure that's what the would want to do. And we'll also be talking about um, all the games that we just discussed, plus a couple more. So, stay tuned for next time at Bears, Bridge and Brews. We'll see you all later. Appreciate you listening. See ya. Oh, shit. Oh, oh God. <music>